It says, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. Let's say that again. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord. And the second part of that verse says, and he, speaking of the Lord, will pay back what he who has had pity on the Lord has given. Amen. Hmm. God associates himself with the poor. God takes their plight very personally. He promises to repay those who care and have his heart for those that are marginalized and show kindness to the poor. How many know there are people that we come in contact with every day that are going through some stuff? Some major things. Amen. We must be available for them. How does God repay us? Turn with me to Psalm chapter 41. Psalm 41. The first three verses. It says, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You, speaking of the Lord, will sustain him on his sickbed. There are five ways in which the Lord, according to these three verses in Psalm, in which he repays us. Number one, when we have pity on the, on the poor, the Lord repays us. The Lord delivers us, number one, in time of trouble. How many want to be delivered by the Lord in time of trouble? How many know there's trouble all around us? This world is crazy. We need, we need a deliverer. The Lord will take care of us. He will deliver us in time of trouble. Number two, the Lord will preserve. And what does that word preserve in the Hebrew mean? It means to guard. It means to keep uh, watch over. So the Lord will uh, preserve us and keep us alive. Not only will he watch over us, but he'll give, give us fullness of life. How many want the fullness of life, God's life inside of you, where you're just, you're walking down the street and there's so much life coming off of you. People that are desperate and hurting, all of a sudden they just start weeping because there's a, a great anointing upon your life. It's the love of God that's huge, you see. Secondly, or thirdly, it says the Lord blesses those that have pity on the poor. He blesses us on the earth. Again, how many want to be supernaturally blessed of God? How many have ever been in a situation where you've seen someone that's really in dire strait and you wanted to help them, but maybe you were almost in that verge of dire straits yourself? We're coming into a season where we're going to have that abundance because God, when we show pity upon the poor, he's going, we're lending to the Lord and he will repay us. He will bless us here on the earth. Number four. The Lord will not deliver us to the will of our enemies. What does that mean? How many know we have enemies all around us? How many know that there are people that are motivated by the devil that want to stop the glory of God that's working in your life? They want to stop up that well of love that's inside of you. Amen. 
In other words, when we have pity on the poor and we give, one of the ways the Lord's going to bless us, repay us, is the Lord's going to frustrate all the schemes of the enemy against us. And number five, the Lord will strengthen us and he will restore us in times of sickness. Now you would say, well, why would sickness come to me? Listen carefully to me. We have earthen bodies. And if we don't take care of our earthen bodies, sickness will come to us. We experienced that with COVID. Some of us in this body, when COVID first hit, I said, no, we're taking communion every day. And I was claiming that not one person in this church would get COVID, not one. Well, then one by one, people started getting sick. And I'm going, God, what's going on? But how many you know that we have these bodies that are made of earth, <laughs> And sometimes sickness comes our way. Maybe we're not watching our diet. Maybe we're not exercising. Maybe we haven't been in that time of prayer because we just got too busy with life. Who knows what the situation may be? Amen? But if we happen to fall into sickness, if we're giving unto the poor, doing what the Lord wants us to do, it says that he will strengthen us in that time and he will restore us. How many of you want that? You, if you get sick, you don't have to be sick for weeks on end. Don't cater into that thing. If you happen to get sick, don't bring condemnation on yourself, but just speak the word over yourself and pray. Get a hold of us. Get on that app and say, I need prayer right now. We're not going to judge you. We're just going to start praying. We're going to see you right, get, get healed. Are you okay with that? Oh, I'd like to preach, but I know we got to get going because we got food downstairs. Okay. Caring for the poor, the helpless, the powerless, is an investment with God. And this will be the emphasis, listen carefully, this will be the emphasis right now, from this moment forward, this will be the emphasis in the church of Jesus Christ that will bring in the harvest of souls. And it will attract the supernatural favor, blessing, and glory of the Lord. Make no mistake about it. I am fully convinced this is the heart of the Lord in this hour. This is the heart of the Lord in this hour. It's his heart. So if it's his heart, then this must be our church family's united response. The next move of God is not going to come through a man or woman of God. It's not going to come through just one church where all of a sudden, oh, there's revival that's broke out in XYZ City down in this state. And everybody's flying down there to check out the move of God down there. I truly believe that the Lord has been raising up through the remnant church, the last day's church, and I believe we are one of them. We're not the only one. But I believe in every city and every state across this whole world, God has a remnant, a pocket of people that are going to do the Lord's heart. It's not going to be about big showman name. It's not going to necessarily be through the big ministries, although it may. I don't know. It's up to God. But I believe it's going to come through those who walk in, number one, the humility of the Lord, and number two, the fear of the Lord. I was telling the prayers during these 14 days of prayer and fasting as we met every night here at church. It kept coming up in my spirit. We're, we're coming into uncharted waters. We've never been down this road before. We can't even look at past revivals and say, this is the way it's going to be, because we don't know. 
Normally, I would have a vision board that's redone for this meeting today with something new. Lord didn't give me anything other than harvest, so we're just going to keep that up for a while. I don't know. We may do something in a couple months. When God speaks, we'll do it. But one thing I do know, this is his heart. He wants a people that will have his heart and will have pity upon the poor because then we're lending to the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 22.4 says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord, listen, there are riches, honor, and life. The Lord's, response, the Lord's heart is our response. That's the title of this little message here today. The Lord's heart is going to be our response. Amen. The Son of Man, he will come and he'll judge the nations. We could read that in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. For sake of time, I'm not going to go there and read the whole thing, but you know what that says, and I'll just paraphrase it. At the end of the age, the Lord... He separates the sheep from the goats, the sheep nation and the goat nations. What are the sheep nations? The sheep nations are those that they had the heart of God that we just read in our text today. They had pity on the poor. And they saw somebody that was hungry and they fed them. They saw someone that needed clothing and they gave them clothes. They saw someone who was sick and they prayed for him. They saw somebody in prison and they went and they visited them. And the king of that harvest, speaking of Jesus, we say to him then, well, when, when did we do this? And he goes, when you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. And he said, you are blessed, enter into my kingdom. But there are those that did not feed the hungry. There were those that did not pray for the sick. There were those that did not visit somebody when they were in prison. And again, the answer was, from the goats, well, Lord, when did we not do this, you know? And he said, because you didn't do this, you didn't do it unto me. And of course, they had to go into the lake of fire, where there was burning for all eternity. Let me tell you something. The invitation to the, to the wedding supper the great supper has gone out. And in this hour right now, the emphasis, the heart of the Lord, which should be our response, is not to waste our time going after the invited that have refused their invitation. But right now, our emphasis, our full emphasis, is to go after, go out to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Compel them to come in compel them to come in. Does that mean that, that those that were invited, those that have said the prayer and gave their heart to Jesus, but now are just playing church and not are in church, that we should just forget about them? No, that doesn't mean we should forget about them. But our focus needs to be on the hungry. The focus needs to be on those that are poor, that are, that are in a bad situation, that need help. Can, come on! I wish I had time to preach this fully. Maybe I will in the weeks ahead. But I'm telling you, if you look at the parable of the wedding feast in Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14, if you look at verse 8, then he said to his servants, Jesus is speaking here in this parable, he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited are not worthy. For many are called, but few are chosen. If we look at the parallel to this story found in 
in the book of Luke. It's called the parable of the Great Supper, found in Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. And in Luke 14, 24, Jesus says this, For I say to you that none of those who were invited shall taste of my supper. We love those that we had fellowship in the past. Some people have walked away from our fellowship. You know what? There's nothing we can do about it. We can keep praying for them, but our emphasis needs to be, we need to move on. Look at your neighbor and say, move on. Move on. When I was in sales, if, I, if I, something wasn't working, I just moved on from that. I wasn't going to waste my time going and having rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection. We have to be about the Lord's business, and his heart is to minister to the poor, the oppressed, those that really are looking for a Savior. Amen. I told you that the Lord's been placing on Teresa's my heart well, it was something that he gave us years ago, but it just resurfaced it, resurfaced last year. And we happened to go to uh, our nephew's wedding, and we were in this barn. It seems like everybody's getting married in barns nowadays, right? And, and um, we went to this place, uh, northwest of the cities, and um, we sat in this barn, and this barn was beautiful. And we have some photos, I think. Hopefully you can pull those up. They... Um, it was beautiful, and there was, there was crystal chandeliers in there, and, and, and it, it was so awesome. And what the Lord had spoken to our hearts, see, there's some pictures there. We have this building paid off. We have 76000 Well, now we have 80000 because we just put another 3100 this month into it, so now we have 80000 in our building fund. Okay. Um, I have a realtor looking for us right now. I don't want to build a church first. I want to do what the Lord's heart is, and that's get souls into the kingdom. I want to build a ministry center first, and then we can talk about a sanctuary later. And maybe we can use the barn as a sanctuary. I don't know either. But remember Joseph in Genesis. He was used of God to, to take care of and, and store during those years of plenty. So when those years of famine came, there was provision. Joseph's barn was a place of provision. And in this barn, the ministry center, I want to have a soup kitchen. The Lord's placed that on my heart. I want a commercial kitchen. I want to have a soup kitchen. I want to have a clothing distribution, things that we just give people clothes. There are stores that throw away clothes. Do you believe that? Yes. We can go to some of these stores, and we can get some of these clothes, and we can give them away. There are grocery stores that, that throw out pounds, thousands of pounds of food a day. We'll go to some of these stores and say, can we have some of your food? And we'll have a food distribution center there. We'll have our healing and compassion center there. People that need healing and compassion will do that. And up in the loft, we're going to have 24-7 prayer. I love the windows. See the windows there? I want it to look over the city so we can pray over the city. Because the Lord has been speaking to my heart about taking territory. Taken territory. Amen. The parable of the wheat and tares. Um, that whole story there is talking about the end of the age. And in Matthew chapter 13, verse 30, Jesus says, Let both the tares and the wheat grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, speaking of the angels, first gather together the tares, 
and bind them into bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Gather the wheat, which is the righteous, the saved, into the barn. Amen. I'm initially just casting this before you. I'm praying this through. I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to look. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I'm praying this, praying this out. And I want you to be praying with Teresa and I. We had a prophecy, and I'm, I'm just about finished here, that came to us when Apostle Duane and Prophet Deborah, his wife, were here, the Swillies, back in September. In fact, on 9-11 when they were here. And our, our resident scribe, Sue McCabe, she went and listened to it, and she transcribed it, and I want to read a portion of it. Amen. He said this. This is Apostle Swilly. He said, you've got to think like you've never thought. You've thought some of those thoughts before, and you thought, that's got to be crazy. No, that's not crazy. That's God. The church has limited itself, and God wants to change the city. He wants to change the greater Rochester area. God wants us to help the hurting and to be an answer to the hopeless, to the whole man, not just the physical man. And then he looked at Teresa and he said this to her, you're in this wonderful place of being a liaison between two worlds, the natural and the spiritual. Then he looked at both of us and he said, if you could see what God's destiny is for the two of you, wow, this is a divine appointment. I thank you, God, that they begin to think territory. They begin to see like God sees. In the name of Jesus, during the night hours, you're going to start. He said, get a pad by your bed. God is going to start waking you up with dreams and things to show you about territory. Don't get caught up on the how. Just know who you are. God can do one event, one decision, and everything changes. Father, this man of God, this woman of God, they just know who you are. Just know who you are. I pray a spirit of confidence to come upon them like they've never known before, a spirit of wisdom to come upon this house. I thank you, Father, that you have called Deborah and I to join this family to help them become what you've called them to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray it so and done. Make sure that you're around fellow adventurers. Don't be around settlers. You're going to walk in places and walk in the favor that you never thought you could walk in. And then Deborah, the Lord was speaking through her, and she was saying this over all of us, the church. She said, I release a spirit of favor on this house. Everywhere you turn, favor will go before you. Uh, things you don't think can happen will happen because you walk in favor. Some of you in this house don't know who you are yet. There's such a call on your life. He has placed you. Now, he's speak, she's speaking to everybody here. He has placed you here with an assignment he will reveal it to you, and he will reveal it to you um, who, are, who are and the call that he has called you to, and it is so much more than you can imagine, so much more, because he is taking this territory. He is taking it, and he is making a spectacle of you for his kingdom, a positive spectacle. People will say, oh my goodness, there is something going on there. That man is doing something. That church is doing something. And they'll be drawn by the Spirit to see what's going on. It will be a spectacle. Come and see. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. This whole territory will sense that God dwells here. They will know that you are here. And this 
is not your territory. They were, she was speaking of this church building. Uh, this house, this land, is not where God is going to really expose you. So, again, I don't know how God's going to do it, and I don't know when it's all going to happen, but I share these things with you so you can be in prayer with us together because it's going to take all of us going together in the same direction. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Um, Pat, would you like to come up and just close the service in prayer? And why don't you pray a blessing over the food, too? Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for all these beautiful faces that are out here. Thank you, Lord. We bless this food, and we sanctify it to our bodies. Thank you, Father, for the unity and the, um, and the fun we're going to have together sitting at these tables and talking. And please feel free to sit with someone you don't know. Get to know them a little bit better. This is a time of, of goodwill. This is a time of gathering. This is a time of happiness for us as we celebrate our church. In Jesus' name, amen.